Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crypto Sapiens. And today we are talking with Susi Jaramillo, co-founder of Encantos, creators of Canticos. In our conversation with Susi, we discuss building a brand, launching a media platform, serving bilingual educational content to families worldwide, and what it means to bridge traditional media to Web3 using NFTs. We explored the vision of the Canticos NFT project, including the producer circle that invites holders to participate in pitches of upcoming series, and virtual and in-person events that connects creators, agents, and educators to help kids learn and fulfill their potential. I found this discussion especially interesting because of the target demographic of the project. Rarely do we see projects that wish to meaningfully engage our children and provide valuable educational experiences for them. Without further ado, let's get started. So my name is Susie Jaramillo, and I'm an artist, probably first and foremost, went to Pratt, um, and just painter, uh, storyteller, um, and just really developed a gift for, you know, um, telling stories with purpose that would inspire kids to learn something important, something that I felt was important. And um, I, I, at the time I, you know, was conceived of Ganticos, I was, you know, having babies and was like frustrated that there was really nothing out there that represented my culture. I, I'm, I'm from Venezuela and half, um, I'm half Venezuelan, half Ecuadorian Irish. 100% Latina, 100% New Yorker. And I really felt that, wow, my kids are going to grow up in this country and there's nothing really out there that's going to really make them be proud of who they are. And, you know, one out of every three kids under 10 in this country are Latin. And the United States is the second largest Spanish-speaking country in the world, right? And yet there's there's no beautiful preschool brand out there to help us raise bilingual kids. And there's so many benefits to bilingualism. So with, with all of that, at the time, um, I had built an advertising agency. I, I knew how to build brand. I knew how to run teams. I was directing by then. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell this and focus on what matters because I kind of feel like life is short. I have a gift. And if I don't put it to use, I'm going to be very a very frustrated old woman. <laughs> and I also believe that you know the an artist can be is of service to the community. If you have a gift and you put it to use, um, helping build bridges between communities, that is kind of the ultimate way to serve. And so I went into business with another Latino family. My co-founder is um, from the Dominican Republic. His wife is Salvadoreña. My husband is Colombian. And we founded Encantos. And our flagship brand, our very first property was Canticos. And Canticos draws its inspiration from the iconic Los Pollitos song, if you have are from of Latin descent, odds are really high. You've heard it before. And in English, we call it little chickies. And it started our three little chickies. And from that song springs and little Kiki Chiki, who is the star of our NFT collection. And we produced 
three seasons of Canticos and they ran on Nick Jr. And you can now find them on Amazon Prime and on YouTube and Prende, a bunch of other places. And um, now we are just really set on just producing so much more of Canticos and so much more content like Canticos that, that, that's different, that, that teaches different things. And so that's what we're on, just a mission to help to tell stories with purpose that represent what kids look like today and help them lead, learn important skills that they need to learn. I can't help but talk about this project without smiling or hear someone <laughs> talk about this project without smiling. I mean, if you're on the Discord while we're recording this live, look at the imagery and tell me you're not smiling. They are adorable. And I mean, now hearing the backstory of really where you came from and the meaning behind the development of this product, of this story, of these of of, of, of this community as it, it starts to develop around uh, you know, this vision, it really is, it's, it's not just inspiring, but it really just further, I mean, reinforces to me kind of like what this has represented to me, what it's represented to my daughter, because, you know, not many people might not be aware of this, but you know, I'm also of Latino descent. I might not be, you know, so loud about, you know, my background, but, you know, I, I think that to your point, there is a need about, uh, for creating, uh, content and art, that is representative and inclusive of people from all around the world so that they feel like their their history matters, that their heritage matters, uh, that their representation matters. And so they, they can more like, I guess, use that as a bridge to participate in an ecosystem, which I think we hear a lot in the Web3 space. We hear a lot of people saying, look, this needs to be more inclusive of people from all backgrounds, right? Not just necessarily from your heritage, but you know, your 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 preference, you know, in terms of like who you want to be with and you know, your your gender and all of this. So, it's really interesting to think of it from that point of view and see people building projects that uh, align with co different communities and using that as a bridge to onboard people into this ecosystem. So, I'm curious now that we've heard a little bit about your story and how that inspired Encantos and Canticos as a property, as a brand. What was that like inspiration to say, you know what, NFTs are a thing and we want to bridge Canticos into this world of Web3? So it's funny. Um, I, I think it was, I have to give credit to Gary Vaynerchuk for saying this, that, you know, the NFT space is um, for artists, what social media was for people with personalities, right? Mm -hmm. It's a place where you can go, and you can truly, truly build tribe with people who want to invest in your vision and who want to see the same things you want to see in the world, right? And instead of, you know, honestly, it, it is a, it's a source of frustration when you look at the fact that like, there's so much content that put, people put out into the world for in, in social media and all they get is likes, right? Mm -hmm. And sure, they get audience, but they don't truly own that audience, right? right. And it's not under, it's not really... Un, un, under their control it's not it's not they don't really always have um the access they might want to have to those to those audiences and at any given point moment you know those the powers that be could change could decide to change their minds right right and for whatever reason you lose that audience right so in the web c3 space you can actually build audience and get them to invest in your long-term vision and for that reason that's kind of the most important reason we were like not only can we get an engaged community of supporters. Mm -hmm. We also get an engaged community, like a, a sounding board, a community where we can vet ideas by, a community that can help us 
bring things to life and help us decide what makes the most sense. And, um, you know, a community that becomes, you know, just our, our base, um, our launching pad with how we go to market. And so it just made, and also we, we also believe that this space is here to, for the long term. We think that this is the future. Um, and we think that honestly, you know, five, eight years from now, everyone is going to be in this space. And so we wanted to get in as early as possible. Yeah, you mentioned something here that I think strikes a chord with a lot of our community, and that has to do with ownership. In the Web2 world, in the traditional social media space, you know, you are bringing a lot of value to these platforms, but the creators, the people that are actually building communities on these platforms, retain no value. The likes can go away as easily as someone shutting down your account tomorrow. Uh, monetization, while available to some, is very limited. Uh, and I think for most people, not representative of the work that they're putting in. So the space of Web3 and NFTs in particular, certainly, I think, open up that opportunity for people to be able to retain value from the work that they do or the value that they're creating in the space. And just generally in Web3, that's kind of that. Uh, one of the pillars uh, on on what on which we're building. So in terms of the Cantico's NFTs, like what's the thought behind ownership for both uh, the brand and the community that's supporting it? So if you if you're buying into a Cantico's NFT, first of all, you you believe in in buying into content that that in the development of content that's going to help kids learn, mm-hmm. right? So for one thing, kids are important to you. And the content available to them is important to you, right? So that's that's number one. Number two, there's absolutely going to be like you know airdrops. Um, actually, for those that have um, minted our first, I think three hundred, we are airdropping an extra NFT to all of this community, just because um, we we did something to the code where a couple of things that I, that I wanted to be limited actually were not limited. <laughs> And things that I didn't want to happen happened, like uh, glasses on top of Day of the Dead faces, which are a lot of fun, but at the same time, I feel like obscure the faces. So all of those NFTs right now are rare because then you're going to get another one for free. So you're absolutely going to get airdrops um, and exclusive passes. But even more important to me, from my perspective, is that you're going to be a part of our producer circle, right? And so... We have an animated pitch for Kiki Ken, the series, and you are going to be our sounding box. And I can't wait to sort of do presentations and talk about the animated series that we're developing with this community. In addition to that, you're also going to get limited merch because when we sell out a certain amount of, of, of Cantico's NFTs, we're going to be producing limited um, merchandise for our NFT holders. And then, of course, there's the charity component because we believe in supporting our community. So we have a partnership with the Latino um Latino, I think it's donor community. I, I'm forgetting the exact name of the of the um, of the charity. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but anyways, it supports education. It supports a lot of services. And so those are the main pillars of our NFT roadmap. You know, I really like what you've said here in terms of the um, membership, almost of like what you are able to can uh, be a part of when you pick up one of these NFTs. And for me, honestly, growing up as a PBS kid, so for those of you mm-hmm. who are not in the United States, PBS is a the public broadcasting system. 
And there was a lot of programming built for children uh, that was, for me, very formative. Uh, it influenced a lot of my interests in reading, in science, to always be curious, to ask questions, to demand for representation, because, you know, Sesame mm -hmm. Street, that was like very important to me. I was like, oh, my God, I see brown people. That's nice. Right. Like there, there's people like me on TV. So um, when, when I think of the Cantico's NFT and when I when I think of that type of programming that I had around when I was a kid, I think of uh -huh. like owning an NFT from Cantico's almost like what I do still today, which I am a contributor to PBS, to NPR, you know, to these yep, organizations. Yes, me too. <laughs> right. That are that are producing content, right? So, so yeah, go on. So it sounds things. like you have something to say on that. It's, no, I just I want to clarify. It's the Latino Community Foundation, actually. I got that wrong. Mm. And our our my my um my business even works. Um and another benefit that you're gonna get owning a Cantico's NFT is that you're going to be on the pre-sale list for when we launch other IPs. So for example, um, one of our partners, one of our studio partners is Eugenio Derbez. Um, for those of you, I don't know if there's any Acapulco fans in the house um, or Coda fans or um, people that have seen his work in, you know, and on, on Televisa and on Univision, and he's got a show on Amazon, but he's a very, very, very funny man. Um, who puts out really, really funny content. And he is, with him, we're co-producing a show about a, a maker kid who basically is really talented. He's, a, he's an engineer, but he's not a nerdy engineer. He's actually an engineer that's wicked smart and funny. And so it's a STEM show that's a comedy, mm. right? And so we want to inspire kids to be engineers and to solve problems with their hands and to think mechanically. But we also want to encourage their social skills and show people how these two things can go together, right? And so it's going to be a Latino family in LA, and it will launch with NFTs as well. And if you uh, have a Cantico's NFT, you're already going to be on the in for that second um, IP NFT, which is the the it's called uh Oh Mateo. We're going to announce this is like you guys are getting a scoop. We're going to announce it in the next couple of weeks but you'll already be on the pre-sale list for the uh, Oh Mateo. And then there's Skeletina and the In-Between World. And Skeletina and the In-Between World is a property actually that's been was created by myself. I used to suffer from really intense nightmares. My daughter does too. Skeletina is a little girl who lives in the In-Between World and helps kids deal with their nightmares. So it'll be a property that helps kids deal with fears and anxieties. And there will be NFTs associated with that content as well. So uh, if you can see a theme here, <laughs> every single creative um, IP property that comes out of um, Encantos, we will put out our NFTs first and we see them as like our Mickey Mouse cells. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Our very first, you know, iterations of what this can be. Um, and people that support us early on will get all of the benefits we can think of, to be honest with you. I love it. I, I really love it. You know, I think... What Cantico's, what Encantos is doing with all of these properties and, you know, really kind of starting it off with Cantico's is what we see from like these really big brands. You alluded to Mickey Mouse, right? So the Disney, uh, you know, behemoth that is in terms of the number of IP that they have and, uh, you know, kind of how they're building this out. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I do appreciate some of that. But a lot of that is really far removed from me. Like I really am just a consumer, 
right? Both in terms of their content, their merch, and any kind of experiences like their theme parks. I am just someone who participates in something that they've built. But what I really like to harken back to something you said early on was this this platform that you're creating is opening it up for everyone to participate and have a voice in the type of content that comes through it as well, right? As a producer circle. So I'm curious if you could could touch on that a little bit more, because I think that that is very different in this space. And I think, I don't think that at least us, we've had an opportunity to talk to someone who is building uh, something like that in terms of like allowing for people to be a part of almost this like pitch process and development process in the content creation. So funny story, we need you as much as you would like to participate with us. So we, we love the idea of having a sounding board, of having an audience we can test ideas with, of having, you know, just, just, you know, hey, what do you think of this premise versus this premise or this character design versus this character design? Or, hey, we're thinking of, you know, these kinds of personalities or these kinds of scenarios or, you know what I mean? Just having that group of people that we, that we can use as a, a solid diverse sounding board is really exciting for us, right? Mm-hmm. And there, we know that there are peeps, so they're going to support us and they're going to want us to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So the producer circle is actually really exciting. And then, hey, you never know, maybe we need a voice and mm-hmm. we need to do some casting and we cast with our NFT holders first, right? Oh, that's fun. Or just just, <laughs> just fun things like that. I and mean, with Canticos, I used to, we've done so many photo shoots for Canticos. And I mean, I used to do casting calls on my Facebook page all the time. So pretty much all of my, um, my friends, kids have been in our different uh, ads, but what if we now make that a part of our producers full thing? So we use kids in our advertising, you know, we give the opportunity to our NFT holders first. Right. So I feel like there's like a bunch of, of different, um, perks and benefits and just fun things that can come out of producers. Also, just like you get to see the content first, you get the music first, you get, you know, the screenings first, everything will absolutely, you will be prioritized and um, be first consideration for everything that we do. For me, at least as a parent, uh, and as again, someone that likes to consider myself a patron of, you know, these, these public goods, if you will, so like NPR and PBS, and certainly public goods gets used a lot here in the Web3 space. It makes sense to me to just participate in this. And again, also more so because my daughter is like a huge fan, right? But what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have a three-year-old who's watching this show? Like, what's the plan for like onboarding maybe someone who may not be familiar with the content uh, that you're creating today and the value that you're bringing to these children today? No, that's an excellent. So a straight up investor that is looking at us versus the gazillion other NFTs in the market, why should I choose this one? And I would say, look, I think we're going to be valuable on the resale market, quite frankly. Um, we are going for IP that's only going to get bigger. Um, and we, if you look at my background, if you look at the background of my partners, like we have a track record for getting a lot of things done, right? We're, we're not necessarily new to creative projects and, and, to, and to building out. Like we can deliver on what we say we're going to deliver on and our track record shows it. So if you're going to place a bet, you've already got, you know, a brand that has, you know, millions of views around the world that has, you know, tens of thousands of fans on social media. 
that has, you know, already people throwing birthday parties around the world on a regular basis for Cantigos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love it because it's it, that's the one place the social media very much makes me happy when I see all these Cantigos parties happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you're 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 placing a bet on on something that's has a track record that's really really solid. So it's it's sort of like in a, in a world where are pretty loose, which is the NFT world, mm-hmm. where you've got your superstars, you've got your apes, you've got your doodles, and then you've almost got everything else, right? Mm-hmm. World of women or whatever. But there's there's almost everything else. So you really have to figure out where you're going to place bets. And I think I, you know, you can place bets on a studio that, you know, see, that, that has traction on a team that has traction mm-hmm. on a plan that seems legit. Um, or you can, you know, roll the dice any way you choose. I want to go back to what you said in terms of track record, because I think that that is Mm -hmm. a huge piece that, you know, for for those who are maybe a little more degenerate, right? The degens of this world, they're not necessarily Mm -hmm. looking at that. They're just, they're just rolling dice and they're like, whatever, like I'm going to speculate and, you know, Mm -hmm. number always goes up. That's, that's the hope, right? But really, I think the one thing that is valuable, at least to me, this is something that, as I've gone very uh, slowly into the NFT universe, because I'm mm-hmm. very late to the game, um, mm-hmm. I was in the room where they were minting board apes, and I said, "Eh, not for me." Uh, so, you know that that goes to show. I think in terms of like my maybe overstudying something and saying like, "Really, this needs to mean something to me." This is really not just about the number or the hype. Um, I really think that we don't pay enough attention to the track record of the people that are building these projects. So what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to your team? And what does that mean to your community in terms of track record? And with what you're building with the Canticos or the this entire intellectual property library around Encantos? I mean, we're, we're a team of guns. It's not look, I, much as like I can toot my as, you know, as, as an artist, as... Mm-hmm someone who's put over you know 30 books out to the world, someone who's you know an Emmy nominated director, built and sold an ad agency, worked with the big brands that you know, everyone from Coca-Cola to Verizon Wireless to, you know, um, whatever, Macy's, client agency of record for many, many years. Um, but then there's my team. Like I've I've got, you know, a senior character illustrator that comes from DreamWorks. Um, we have like just just really rock star talent. Mm-hmm on our team making IP with us and from the junior kids straight out of the best art schools in the world to the seniors that come from really, really great studios. We have, I think like to say it's the, you know, the multicultural Avengers. We've assembled a really great team of, of seasoned professionals that I think are playing a different game at a different level. And so we're, we NFTs are, a way to build tribe and to, you know, establish our foothold in the Web3 space. But it's not the only thing that we're doing. It's it's one of the many, many, many different things that we're doing. And we're just we're just in this and for the long haul. I don't know how else to to explain it. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you did a stellar job at that. So thank you for tooting your own horn, because I think that that is that is super valuable. I mean, honestly, I I think that there are certain individuals who let their work speak for them, right? Um, which which is absolutely great. But I think we should take that opportunity whenever it's given to us to say, look, this is why I am in this space. 
this is how I'm clearly different from all of these other projects that are building. Good for them if they're building a community around them and you trust and support them. That's wonderful. But really, here's my here's where I'm drawing the line in the sand in terms of who I am and the the value that I bring into the space. So I appreciate you, you know, uh, sharing that information with us because to me, really, what that says is that the space is 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 reaching a point of maturity, right? Really, that's why I invited you to share that information because I want to mm-hmm. highlight that the creators that are coming into the space now are very different from the creators that were coming into the space maybe a year or two ago. Well, and to that point, like my my friends, like I have a friend who's who's doing NFT consulting for Sony Pictures. Right. And Disney mm-hmm. just hired a team of NFT experts to counsel them as they figure out how to release, release right. their Disney NFTs. And when Disney does release their, their NFTs, I'm sure they're going to be beautiful. But mm-hmm. guess what? Mm-hmm. Not a single Disney artist is going to make a penny from that. Right. Right. And that's where we are different. Um, and I think that it's 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 important to 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 know that, again, I think that we're in the infancy of the space. I think that every major brand in the future will have NFTs and you will be, you know, it'll, I, I see them as like loyalty cards almost like in the same right. way you might have like a special Nike membership, right. you'll have a Nike NFT, right. Or, or wherever you, your concert venue or your arts or your museums or your, your favorite brands, you'll have an NFT. Right. And I think that, um, yeah. And, and that's, I think that one of the other things that attracted us is to the space is like, Hey, we can get in there and be first movers of the space. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't, you almost can't do that anywhere else. So um, we're here trudging it out, figuring it out, making sure that we deliver the most value. One of the things that I wanted to start doing was, you know, using our discord more to figure out also how we could bring more value to our community, whether it's coaching sessions, because I bet a bunch of people out there also have ideas that they Mm want to bring to help kids learn. So can, and it's so mysterious how to get a book published how to bring a property to life, like all of these different things that people, you know, want to do, but don't have a roadmap and have no clue as to how to bring it together. Mm-hmm. Is there coaching we could do there, right? Is there a creative, um, you know, sort of coaching we can offer the community? So there's just a lot of different um, ways we were looking at um, providing value to our NFT um, holders mm-hmm. to, again, build community, which is so important to us. One of the things that really, for me, um, struck a chord is this coaching session. So my wife, mm-hmm. she's an educator. She's been uh, a teacher for, oh my gosh, like six years. I mean, she's, a, she's an amazing teacher. She loves her students. She, she got her graduate degree in uh, educational technology. She knows mm-hmm. the value of technology in terms of how it can be used to help students learn better, to really uh, teach them in the way that they're familiar with learning today. So they probably go home, they're familiar with using their iPads and logging into applications. So she's trying to bridge that, right? And so when you say there's an opportunity here to engage people in the community so they can learn how to use the technology that you're now using to facilitate education in a different way, in a way that is kind of more emergent and consistent with some of the what we're doing in Web3, I tell you, you already have some one person lined up. As long as my daughter is willing to <laughs> loan one of her Canticos NFTs 
to her so that she could use that as her membership uh, to that sure. programming. We, that would I'm be sure, amazing. I'm sure we can make. So I'm sure we could make that happen. However, I have to. I have to say, like it's so. So my kids use, you know, educational technology, mm-hmm. uh, seesaw and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think power school seesaw. Those things are not my area of expertise. Oh no! <laughs> what we could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what we could talk to your, uh, like, what I would like love to talk to educators a lot more about is just you know helping kids learn through stories. Yeah. Now I was I was on um I had a call with my um, daughter's teacher the other day who was, um we're talking about the frustrations about getting kids to write and you know mm. we talked about what if they what if they wrote dream diaries and they they you know. They, you, they got to tell you like the stories that, you know, bothered them when they woke up mm-hmm. or, you know, that they kept on thinking about or, you know, or their what ifs, you mm-hmm. know, how do you how do you put little thought starters to make it more narrative and mm-hmm. to make things more story and emotional driven? Because when kids are emotionally engaged, they learn best and there's data around that. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, to us, it's 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 more about how you present things. This morning I woke up with a bang and I, you know, started drawing and whenever I draw, I listen to podcasts and there's this wonderful new podcast out from Wondery um, that I started listening to. Um, and it it doesn't, it's biographies, but it doesn't tell you whose biography it is. Mm. And you start listening to it. And, and by doing that, they remove any kind of unconscious bias that you might have of, oh, I don't want to hear this person's story or, or whatever. That feels like a history lesson or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just immerse you in these first person descriptions of these people's lives as if you were the one experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And so they put you in these main character's shoes. And so I woke up at four and by nine o'clock in the morning, I had experienced the lives of Steven Spielberg, Langston Hughes, RuPaul and Catherine Graham. <laughs> and they, they were just all fascinating shoes to be in. And I don't know that I would have chosen, oh, I want to listen to this biography or that biography. But I loved that, you know, I just blindly got introduced to these stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just I feel like this is an example of really great story teaching mm-hmm. where you find ways to really gener- generate like an like empathy on behalf of the audience to the subject at hand. And then you can really get an idea across. So this is a word that I hear you use uh, in a lot of your materials, like marketing materials, including your website, story teaching. What does that mean? Because I've heard of storytelling. Like what's what's the difference there? I mean, story teaching is storytelling with a purpose to inspire kids to learn. It's that simple. So it's, it's, I like to say, um, the story matters, the storyteller matters more, and the moral of the story matters the most. And so stories with purpose, especially stories that inspire kids to learn a specific thing are what we call story teaching. And I have resisted the notion of teaching for a really long time because I was like, I'm not a teacher. I don't have a master's in education, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, I've also come to terms like within the past couple of years and wait a second, I'm a parent and I care deeply about what I put out into the world Mm -hmm. that it teaches what I think are fundamental skills. And it turns out that a lot of what I thought were fundamental skills are 21st century skills as dictated by the world economic forum, right? Mm -hmm. So learning literacy and life skills, learning skills include things like leadership, um, communication, um, 
Oh, I, I might have them backwards, actually. The learning skills are, sorry. <laughs> no, learning skills are skills like creativity, collaboration, critical thinking, and communication. Life skills are things like leadership, grit, perseverance, optimism. All of those things are really important life skills. And then you've got literacy skills, but it goes beyond, um, it goes beyond ABCs, right? It's things like digital literacy, right? So that they don't, you know, click on every, you know, uh, link that they get or, or, or know how to behave in social media or understand the process of seeing whether information is, has been verified and is, is a reliable source or not. Um, or environmental literacy, which can, you know, make them more selective consumers um, or civics, right? Mm -hmm. So that they can be more important participants of our democracy. So all of these different skills aren't really taught to children in school. And so I, we bake them in, like we figure out ways that we can bake these skills into the concepts that we bring to life, the stories that we bring to life so that kids learn these stories and learn, I'm sorry, learn these skills mm -hmm. in ways that they enjoy. Yeah, that's wonderful. So as the Canticos, Encantos universe continues to grow and Canticos itself continues to grow as an IP, kind of what's the vision here, you know, in the next couple of months? Because, you know, Web3 does move quite rapidly. And, uh, you know, how does how does that, I guess, vision adapt, continue to grow over the next year or so, and then including some of the new IP that you were talking about earlier? Two things I know for sure, <laughs> and I can give you our short-term plans. Okay. One is that all Canticos NFT holders are going to get a new chicky, which is very exciting. So for every NFT you already have, you're going to get another one. Um, just because we want to make sure that you have the the ones that we're, we were really meant to put out into the world that mm -hmm. has the metadata it's supposed to have, and then all of that good stuff. Number two, um, the next um, IP that we are putting out into the world is going to be Eugenio, and there's going to be a press release to that um, uh, effect. And the property is called Ao Mateo, and like I said, it's a it's a STEM comedy show for kids, mm -hmm. and so that will be coming out to the world. And then the other thing I can say is that our Discord is going to be more and more active. We are going to look for more, better ways to serve our our um, NFT audience as we start to activate our producer circle, mm. which um, we're right now, we are in some studio conversations and we're we're bringing to life on that front. Um, we haven't had the, you know, we haven't had a need, the need yet to start to like bring that to life yet, but we, mm. we certainly can. And we're just trying to really figure out when the right moment to do so is. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Canticos, go to nft.encantos.io and on Twitter at CanticosNFT. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion.